Welcome to the Podcock PCAST. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. College football preview season is a smack dab uh, right in front of us, and we're here to talk a little ACC football. Um, sort of an ACC expert by association. Uh, we're not going to talk your school, Bobby Russell, tonight, but uh, are you excited? And uh, welcome to the show, obviously. Are you excited to talk a little Atlantic Coast Conference football? Yeah, glad to be back. Glad to be talking about this, you know, the mid-Atlantic up to the northeast, down to the <laughs> southeast. You know, it's all Atlantic coast if you think about it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, camps have opened, pads are on, and we're three weeks away. Yes. Okay, before we jump into the preview uh, and go through the, the teams, I don't know how much research you've done um, with these ACC teams, but, man, the quarterback play. Now, I'm not saying any of these guys are going to go to be the next Tom Brady in the NFL, but from just the entertainment purpose, name recognition purpose, like the ACC this year, kind of the league of the quarterback uh, in the college football. Your thoughts on that, if you have any? Yeah, I mean, between the transfers, uh, some big news like you know with Wake Forest quarterback having to sit out now. Um, yeah. And, and then and just the, the carryovers, you know, that the from, you know, Clemson and Boston College, top to bottom, I, I don't think there's a better quarterback conference right now. I mean, there's a lot of unproven's outside of Bryce Young down in Alabama, down in the SEC. And then, you know, the Big Ten's got one, two good quarterbacks in Ohio State and Michigan just off the top of my head. So, yeah, top to bottom, I think the quarterback play here is going to be the best in the nation. Yeah, I think, I mean, we'll we'll get into these teams, obviously, but I mean, I don't know. There's obviously 14 teams in the ACC and without doing the research or I've done the research, I guess, but without boring everybody with the list, I think there's nine, 10 quarterbacks that either fit in the two categories that everybody's excited about their prospects uh, coming into the season or just guys that's, you know, been around the block and recognizable names and, and solid players. So I think that's kind of the, um, the headline, I guess, uh, of the ACC as a whole kind of coming into this one. But let's jump into these these totals, these win totals and uh, conference odds. We're going to start in the basement of the Coastal. We'll start with the Coastal Division. Um, we'll start in the basement. Duke, obviously Mike Krzyzewski, that's kind of a – obviously that's a joke. But Duke football uh, over under win total is a three. Uh, the over is plus 100, the minus uh, 120 to take the under there. Uh, they are plus 50,000 to win the ACC new head coach, Mike Elko first year comes in. Um, I don't have much to say here under they're going to be one of the worst teams in power five. Your thoughts on Duke. Yeah, I I'm probably going to go with you on the under there. I, I could see it being a push with three wins, um, you know, temple, North Carolina, AT&T and tech and uh, not Kansas, uh, Kansas. Um, that's their kind of out of conference there in Northwestern as well. So there's a chance there if they can get lucky, get a swing one, one or two their way. But the ACC is going to be a gauntlet for them. I, don't, I think they go winless there. So I, I like the under more than I do a push. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think I might like Kansas a little more there. It's probably why I'm a, a little bullish on, on the under, um, you know, but I mean, you got to lay not heavy juice, but minus 120. You got to lay some juice on the under there. So, uh, might be one of my locks. We'll see. Uh, next in line uh, in the basement, 
just a step above it. The Yellow Jackets, the Rambling Record, Georgia Tech, Jeff Collins, fourth season as the head football coach down there. Uh, three and a half is their over under total, minus 125 to the over, uh, plus 105 to the under. So that's plus money. Um, again, I kind of liked where the program was heading with Georgia Tech a few years ago. Seemed like Jeff Collins is, you know, kind of. Um, injecting some energy into this program, and that's just went out the window. Um, I could see him getting shit canned. And if you look at the schedule, man, um, you book in the season. You open up uh, with the neutral site game against Clemson in conference. You go to Georgia and state rival to end the year. Uh, you go to Florida State. You go to Virginia Tech. You go to Carolina. You go to Pitt. You go to UCF out of conference, and you got Ole Miss. Third toughest schedule in the country. The O or the under at plus money. Uh, plus 105, that's a lock for me. Your thoughts on the Yellow Jackets? Uh, also, they're plus uh, 12,500 to win the conference, just to throw that in there, but we're not betting that, right? Right. Um, yeah, Georgia Tech, I, re- I really like Jeff Collins, what he did. They got a really good quarterback, Jeff Sims. Uh, yep. Sucks, they, they did lose their starting running back, transferred out to Alabama there uh, with Jameer Gibbs. Uh, so they're going to be kind of down in that department. And then, like you said it right there, the schedule says it all. I mean – there, there's not an easy game in there. I mean, I see one win, Western Carolina, two maybe against Duke, um, kind of whoever scores last in that game, not in a good way. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I love the under on that. I think that's, you know, that might be my lock for the ACC there, like yours is for Duke. Moving on, I got Virginia next. Now, Tony Elliott, the Clemson OC, comes over, another first-year head coach here. But here's one of these guys, Brennan Armstrong, the junior quarterback, the lefty. Uh, they put up a bunch of yards and points on people last year. Fun offense. Um, also, uh, a fun, you know, they got some good skill talent uh, with the Wahoos. Uh, going to the uh, gambling um, numbers here. The over 7.5 is at plus 130. The under 7.5 is minus 150. So the juice on the under. And they are plus 2,000. I believe, yeah, plus two thousand to uh, win the conference. I'll give it. I'll give you first crack here at the Wahoos. What's your thoughts on Virginia? Yeah, you, Brennan Armstrong, um, dark horse Heisman guy. I think uh, can be, especially at the Tony Elliott offense. He's bringing over from Clemson that same scheme. Uh, kind of fits his style of play there. Uh, offensively, they're going to be kind of lacking. They're going to be tough to tough to score. Um, and defensively, they're going to be good. I think they have seven or eight starters coming back. Um, so they're going to be good in that department there. Um, schedule kind of kind of opens up for them early. Richmond, Illinois, Old Dominion, Syracuse, Duke. Um, I, I think you're just looking at five and zero right there. Um, and then you know if you go three and three in the rest of the way there, I, I think you go over on the Virginia wins this year. Hmm. I I think you know they went six and six last year. Um, I think Armstrong, like people's going to say he's a dark horse Heisman candidate. He's not. Like, he's going to be on the odds list, but, I mean, they're just – to me, they're not going to be team-wise in a position for him to even get an invite to New York. But they're going to be fun as hell. He's going to be fun as hell. But, man, just this last stretch of the season – and I agree with you. Maybe three and two, four and one. I mean, that at Illinois game, that that's kind of a toss-up early in the year. At Syracuse is never easy. But this stretch, Miami, October 29th, uh, to the end of the season, November 26th. Miami, North Carolina, Pitt, Coastal. Now you got four straight home games there. Then, uh, cl- of course, closing out at Virginia Tech. Um, 
in the rivalry game to end the season. Five straight weeks. Those are all games, even the Coastal game, those are not going to be easy. So I think that could be the make-or-break season. I think you're right, though, where, like, they could get off to a pretty hot start. Uh, and then well, I guess we'll see how uh, they finish the season will be uh, crucial. But um, I kind of like the Tony Elliott hire. I thought he'd done a really good job at Clemson. They had some um, fun uh, offenses uh, under his tutelage there. Uh, headman might be a little different, but uh, the Who's, I think, will be entertaining. All right, moving on next. I have uh, I got the Hokies here, Virginia Tech. Uh, six and a half is their total. Uh, the over plus 125, the under minus 145. Uh, another new head coach here, Brent uh, Brent Pry, the uh, former longtime uh, defensive coordinator under James Franklin up at Penn State. Um, Grant Wells, probably going to be the starting quarterback, the Marshall transfer. Um, I don't know. I, I think they're trying to kind of uh, – maybe I'm wrong. But I, I think they're trying to get back to playing some Beamer ball. They went through the Justin Fuente era. He's an offensive guy. I think they tried to change their culture a little bit. It didn't really work out. Um, so I think they're going back to Beamer-style football, play defense, be solid in the kicking game, and, and just try to scrape by offensively. Um, by the way, I let me see here. I think uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech's plus 6,600. I've misspoke. Virginia's plus 5,000. Uh, by the way, to win the conference, but I'm not on either of those. Uh, your Virginia Tech thoughts, Bob? Yeah, you, you said it right there at the end. They're, Virginia Tech, from what I've kind of read into them this offseason, kind of just following loosely on Twitter and some threads, uh, they're, they're definitely going back to defense and special teams kind of being their backbone. And I, I think that's what makes them a successful football team like it did in the late 90s, early 2000s, during the entire Beamer area, uh, era. So I, I think that's what we're going to see. Um, you know, got a got a good one early in the season, week four against West Virginia. Kind of kicks off a nice little stretch there for them with North Carolina, Pitt, Miami, NC State. Um, and then the end of the year kind of shapes up well for them to kind of hit that over mark on the win total with Georgia Tech, Duke, Liberty, and Virginia uh, last four weeks there. Um, so I, I, I'm liking Virginia Tech over as well. I, I think first-year head coach kind of get some new juice in there. I, I think it'll be good for them, and I think I think the over is in play here for me. Yeah, and one more thing I'll add before we move on. Uh, if you are going to be a defensive football club, probably returning seven starters off a of defense isn't uh, isn't terrible. And defensively, they weren't they weren't great last year, but they weren't a doormat or turnstile either, and just got uh, absolutely killed. They just did not score uh, a lot <laughs> offensively, uh, but they're hanging their hat on defense down in Blacksburg and. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I make of the hire, uh, but I kind of agree with you. I wouldn't lock it up, but I think this team probably is a bowling team, so they're probably in that 7-6 win mark, so Vegas, I think, nailed the uh, the total there. Uh, moving on, I got the defending Coastal Champs third here in my power ratings uh, that I did. I got the Pittsburgh Panthers, uh, Pat Narduzzi, eighth season uh, in Pitt. Been there a, a long time. Um they're going to have a quarterback battle. I think everybody thought Keaton Slovis, the SC transfer, would just come right in, waltz right in, and take the job. Um, hearing some reports, doing a little research in, in their fall camp that uh, Nick Patty, the guy that started the bowl game last year when Pickett uh, set out in the uh, sugar or the Chick-fil-A uh, Peach Bowl it was when they played Michigan State. I didn't think Patty played terrible in that football game, but 
Uh, eight starters back on offense, seven defense, so balanced roster. Uh, they like the schedule's not tough, but the, the opening two weeks, uh, West Virginia and Tennessee both coming up to Pittsburgh. Um, that's that's fun, a nice opening. But if you look at the conference schedule, really at Carolina, at Louisville, and I mean at Virginia, at Miami, but you avoid Clemson, you avoid NC State, you avoid all the heavy hitters on the other side. Um, maybe I'm a little off the mark. I just think Pickett was that good. That's why I've got them down. But I still think they're contending uh, for the Coastal is my thoughts. Um, let's see here. Eight and a half, minus 110 on the over, uh, minus 110, so even money on the under eight and a half. Pittsburgh is, before I throw it over to you, Bob, uh, plus 900 to win the ACC. So your thought on your thoughts on the Panthers? Uh, I'm excited about the Panthers. Okay. Um, I, I, I really like them. I really like what they got coming back. I think Slobus is kind of he'll if he gets the job, he won't be in the, the market of Los Angeles. He won't be the USC quarterback. He won't have that spotlight on him. I think he'll actually play pretty good like he did his freshman year at USC. So I think that's kind of be a be a good breath of fresh air for him if he wins that job. And I tell you what, I drove home last Saturday from Maryland and I went, hit Morgantown and then drove up to Pittsburgh. I'm excited for that September 1st game. The backyard brawl is back. Um, yeah, that that's one that should be played every year. Um, Agreed. That, that that is that's going to be a good game. I think you know we we hit a Western Virginia our last pot a little bit. Um, they're going to be kind of down, but you know getting up for that rivalry game will be good. Um, but you know week two against Tennessee is going to be tough for Pitt as well. But I, I love their conference schedule. I think they might lose one game in the conference. Um, and if it is, it's going to be the last game of their season um, at Miami. That'd be the only one I can see legitimately. Um, so yeah, I, I love Pitt to win the conference and I love Pitt to get that over. I, I think they're a 10 win team at least. So I think eight, if you can get eight, I think eight and a half, that's, that's, that's free money. Yeah. And I, it hasn't swung either way. Like I said, even money uh, or minus one ten on on both ends. So um, little juice to either side. I think I would go over gun to head. I, 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 I would maybe agree with you. I think they're probably closer to nine, but I could see nine or 10 wins for sure. Um, yeah. And, and honestly, like the backyard brawl, you mentioned it, Tennessee. If you remember last year, uh, Pitt went into Knoxville and, and they, they put some numbers on them. Mm-hmm. It's a little revenge spot for Tennessee. Um, and we'll get probably the, them a little later in the sec part of this preview um but uh yeah i i kind of like uh pittsburgh um i just i don't know we'll get we'll get to it i got no i got uh unc i got the tar hills number two here in the uh, power rankings of the coastal mac brown fourth year um schedule 32nd toughest in the country we'll get to that week two game here in a second uh on their schedule but five offensive starters back eight on the defense if you look there, over under total, uh, the over at plus 115 at 7.5 is the number. Minus 135 is the under. Carolina plus 1,500 to win the ACC. I don't know. I, I just think Mac Brown's that good of a coach. That's kind of why I got him second. I know you lose Sam Howe, um, arguably, uh, you know, him or Ronald Curry back in the day, probably the two best quarterbacks. Well, Mitch is up there too. But, uh, you know, a good talented quarterback. They lose him, but uh might be Drake May, could be Jacoby Criswell. There's a quarterback battle there. But the receiver, the sophomore Josh Downs, one of the best in the country. 
And like I said, eight starters back defensively. Mac's been recruiting really well. I just kind of like Carolina on the schedule. It's tough. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you got to go to Miami. You got to go to Virginia. You got to go to Wake. Um, Notre Dame's on that schedule. Of course, you know that. Week two, why in the fuck are they going to Appalachian State? That is such a dangerous game. Like, what? Mm-hmm. like make, make App come to you, play that in Charlotte on a neutral site, something. If, you, if you're going to play them, that's just – I don't know why – some teams do this. I get, I kind of admire it. Like they're not afraid of the challenge, but uh, I don't know. Remember, I think it's like 2018 or 2019. Miami went down the app uh, and it was a close game for four quarters. Miami kind of pulled away at the end, one by double digits or a touchdown or whatever, but that place uh, it's a hornet's nest. They're going to be jacked up, especially in in-state school to going down there. But um, I don't know. Seven and a half. I like the over. I think this team's contending. And the coastal, they're not my pick, but um, your thoughts on on Mac Brown's Tar Heels in twenty twenty two? Yeah, I I feel like the last three four years the Tar Heels get a lot of preseason love, and then it gets into the season. And I think one year they had a decent team that when they went to the Orange Bowl against A and M there. But other than that, they just been they they kind of falter about midway through the season. Um, you know, I, I I could see that they got three tough games starting with the Irish, then Virginia Tech and Miami back to back to back. Um, so that, that'll be a tough one for there. And uh, I, I, I didn't know that they played at App State this year, so that's a nice surprise. Um, I, I'm excited for that game now. Uh, I, th- I think Boone's an excellent place to visit. And Beautiful. I think it's an e- even better place to see a football game. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know. I Finishing up with NC State at the end of the year, too. Um, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech before that. It, it, it's going to be a kind of a toss-up for the Tar Heels. I'm not, I'm not as high on them. Uh, as you are, I think, but I, I think they'll just eclipse that over Mark. Yeah, I didn't say it in my spiel, but honestly, I think that's probably the reason why I like them is because that that preseason, like this could be a playoff team. That that preseason hype isn't there this year, and I think maybe that pressure got to him a little bit. But that's I don't know. I just kind of like that they're flying under the radar a little bit. Um, so I mean, we'll see. It's 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 gonna happen soon. We're we're three weeks away from week one, so that's exciting. Um, that leaves Miami. I'm buying into uh, the hype train. Mario Cristobal, first-year head coach at Miami. I mean, he's been a head coach, obviously, before comes over from Oregon. Seven starters on each side of the ball return. 65th toughest schedule in the country, so right there in the middle of the road. Um, look at that, their total. Miami is over under 8.5, plus 100 to the over, minus 120 to the under. To win the ACC, they're the second team in line at plus 600. I got them winning the Coastal, man. I love Tyler Van Dyke. The quarterback, uh, like the senior tight end, Will Mallory, I think um, defensively they're going to be salty. And the one thing I think that goes a little bit overlooked with the Mario Cristobal coach teams is he gets on both sides of the line of scrimmage. He produces – uh, or his staffs have produced good offensive and defensive line play. I think Miami's going to get back to that. And I might be a year ahead or two years ahead here, uh, jump the gun a little bit. But I think that quarterback special, uh, he balled out last year, Tyler Van Dyke. Um, schedule's pretty manageable. Um, they do have to go to Clemson late in the year, but you get Pitt, Florida State, North Carolina, all at home in conference. Uh, you do go to A&M in a marquee matchup week three, September 17th. Uh, that could be a fun one, but I'm all over the Canes. Love the Cristobal hire. It makes sense. How say you? 
Yeah, I, they, they got a good schedule that works out in their favor there early. Uh, the A&M game will be a tough one for them, uh, especially traveling, you know, halfway across the country there. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a year or two away on Miami right now. I, All right. I think That's I think, fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah I, I, like, I like Crystal Ball, but I'm not entirely sold. I, I, know, I know almost every, you know, every player that played at a premier college and goes into coaching and has the opportunity to go back to the school he was at. It's it's a dream, but a lot, lot of ra- pressure. And rarely does it work out. I mean, look at Scott Frost, great great coach at UCF, and now he's you know the best three win team last year. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, I you know I think defensively they'll be good. I think they got a first round pick in Albridge Jr. at corner. Uh, Van Dyke is a good quarterback. Uh, I feel like, you know, if they would have went with him over Derek King, even though King had, you know, was the transfer, came back another year, I think Van Dyke was better last year. And they might have won a game or two more with him. Um, I, I, I like I like Pitt to win, the, to win the Coastal, but, you know, Miami, they're going to be right up there, second or third. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, I think, um, I don't know, maybe you're a little higher on, uh, I don't know. I think that top three in any order, I think Pitt, UNC and Miami in any mm-hmm. order is kind of the, the team that's going to come out of this coastal. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of question marks, especially on that side of the ACC with so many first year head coaches. Uh, so, but um, I mean, we talk about the quarterback play. I think that's why I gave Miami the edge in, in the coastal. Uh, Cause they, I think they got the best guy there. Uh, calling signals. Uh, moving on to the Atlantic, we got the Orange. I wish they were still the Orange Man, by the way, uh, the Orange Man. But Syracuse, mm. uh, five and seven record last year. Dino Baber's seventh season. Uh, well, it's not called the Carrier Dome anymore, by the way, which that that screws me up. But anyway, uh, the Orange, twelfth toughest schedule in the country. Nine offensive starters back, eight defensively. Uh, Sean Tucker was a hell of a running back last year. He's a sophomore now. Garrett Schrader, um, I believe he was a Mississippi State transfer. Uh, he, he started last year, put up some numbers. Dino Babers, uh, they run that up-tempo uh, air raid. So fun offense, tough schedule, though. Looking at the numbers, uh, plus 110 to the over 5, minus 130 on the under 5. Uh, total wins, Syracuse plus 25,000. Uh, obviously pass on that to win the ACC. I think they could sneak maybe a bowl game. But man, that schedule uh, is tough. Um, your thoughts on the orange? Yeah, man, five is five is a <laughs> lot. Asking it's, it's asking a lot from the orange. I know. Um, you know, Connecticut Wagner. I don't really see anything else on there. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think that Louisville game for both of them, and we'll get the Louisville in a little bit. I think that game's huge for whatever side of the the total you bet on either side. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'm 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 leaning under on this team. Um, I know they got a lot coming back. You know, Dino Babers has you know survived the hot seat for the last four years. Um, so I, I I just don't see it with this team. Um, that that their ACC schedule is just too brutal to to even sniff going the over here for me. Now, real quick before we move on, without looking at the other team's schedule. <clears throat> I'm I'm picking out three home games for Syracuse that could be potential trap games for their opponents. NC State has a lot of expectations this year. October 15th, they go to Syracuse. Bobby, you're Irish. October 29th, 
I, I mean, who knows where Notre Dame will be at that point. I expect they'll be pretty good. We'll get to them in a later preview, but that could be a tricky game. And then maybe Florida State, November 12th, going to the Carrier Dome. There could be some stakes on that game. Maybe not. Probably not. But I'm just saying uh, we've seen a Clemson team a handful of years ago go in there uh, and, and get upset. Uh, I think another time they played – uh, a tough Louisville team with Lamar Jackson down to the wire. Uh, just kind of a funky place to play. Um, so just a couple landmine situations maybe to look forward mm-hmm. to. Uh, betting opportunities, money line opportunities, but uh, we'll see. Um, all right, next. I Okay, full disclosure, I had I had Wake like third or fourth. Um, I think I got to adjust my power rankings here. Anyway. I'll put BC here six, and I like Jeff Hathley, third-year head coach, uh, 53rd toughest schedule in the country coming into the year, six offensive starters back, uh, eight on defense. I will throw it to you. Um, you're Irish, and, and BC have a little bit of a rivalry game. Of course, they're playing this year late in the year, but uh, what's your Eagles' thoughts here? Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of curious on the Eagles this year. Um, you know, Phil Dracova coming back. Uh, I think this is you know his his make or break year here. He had an injury last year. Um, I, I thought he was going to be the guy in, in Notre Dame, and then Ian Book ended up sticking around for three years extra. Um, so I, I I like their opening Rutgers Tech and Maine. Uh, I think you know three very winnable games there for them. Uh, when it gets into the you know the Florida State, Louisville, Clemson stretch there, and then even a, we'll call even Wake Forest, um, that that's kind of a four game stretch that that's going to potentially you know make this team bowl eligible or not. You know they get Connecticut and Duke right after that. I I, I like Halfley a lot. Um, I thought he may have been on the move this year. Uh, I feel like he's you know he's he's in that Matt Campbell doing a yeah. lot with a little. Um, yep. So I, f- I feel like he's right in that sweet spot where he's going to potentially, you know, be the next guy. Um, I, 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 I like BC um, when they're not playing the Irish, um, but I just don't see it with this team this year. I, I, I see a six and six team. Well, I forgot to give you the odds, but that is a perfect lead in six and a half plus one ten on the over minus one thirty on the under. So Vegas agrees where you have it. They were six and six last year. That's where I would have them as, as well. I think they could get to a bowl game. Uh, by the way, they're plus 3,000 to win the ACC pass. Um, yeah, if Dracovic stays healthy, um, they're going to be plucky. I like the little water bug they got at receiver Zay Flowers as well. Uh, Third-team all-conference performer last year. Uh, but he, he's a name. He's a playmaker. And um, I don't know. Like I said, ton of road games if you look at the schedule at virginia tech at florida state at wake at nc state at notre dame that's tough sledding um again that opening game Rutgers, they do get them up at chestnut hill uh that could be a huge game to swing the over or under for for both teams in that one too uh we'll get the Rutgers obviously when we preview the big 10 but um that that could be a, a huge game where you know after week one uh whether you made a smart wager or not uh all right let's move on here i got wake next and i mean this just this stinks um they're over under total i I think it's down the seven and a half now i wrote it down before the hartman news came out uh it was over eight and a half at plus 110 under minus 130 uh they were plus five thousand to win the ACC. I'm sure that's went up a little bit. Um, 
Dave Clawson, ninth season, fun offense, schedule 60th in the country. Um, likable, workable schedule. But the Hartman news, we don't know how long he's going to be. I don't know if you have any more information than uh, what I do. But this team was a fun team offensively, sucked defensively. was probably going to be closer to that again this year. Um, like I said, I had them like in that third or fourth range. Now I have them down in, in like the, the five hole here, five, four or five range, I guess, uh, in the Atlantic. But the Deeks, your thoughts on uh, Wake Forest? Yeah, I, I was very high on Wake Forest before that Sam Hartman news came out. I, I Last I saw, I think he's going to be out at least eight to ten weeks. Mm. So that that's you're looking at November possibly before he's even back. And at that point, you know, he's – uh, he's a true junior. Take take a red shirt, you know. Come get you got two years left after that. Um, and yep. you know they got a they got a young team sort of. They've only got a couple seniors on each side of the ball starting. So I mean, you know, if if you punt on this year, stay competitive, get some good recruits. You know, the next two years could be big if Hartman is back and healthy. Um, obviously they're they're going to probably start out three and zero. VMI Vanderbilt Liberty. Uh, I feel like that's a good, good, good opening for them. Clemson will be a tough one. That'll be interesting. Um, see if they can get by them this year. I think they can uh, with Hartman. Without him, it's going to be tougher. Um, but then you get, you know, Florida State, West Point, uh, BC, Louisville, and then you get into your your rivalry games: NC State, North Carolina, Duke. Um, I, I I like I like Wake Forest to still hit the over. I don't like them as much to win the conference as I did before this news. Yeah, I think I got to go under. It's not a lock, but um, I mean, if it's at seven now, it, it probably is. I probably should have been a good host and, and looked it up, but I think it went down a full game, so I think it's like in that seven, seven and a half range. I think that's the nice, perfect number for them uh, with the Hartman news. Um, if it is eight weeks uh, from now, that could put him back. For the Army game, October 8th, or the bye week, the 15th. Uh, if it's closer to 10 weeks, maybe the 22nd after after the bye, uh, BC for the last six games of the year. And let's say the bottom drops out, though. I think you're right, though. Like, I think they could be four and two uh, mm-hmm. at worst in the first six. And then if you get Hartman back for the last six, um, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess they could go 500 from there, and you would hit you would hit seven uh, if they're you know five and one in the first six. Uh, you hit eight if you just go 500 ball the last six. So I mean, it's I'm not telling people not to bet that total uh, wherever it is now, but it just it just stinks because Hartman. Um, I don't know. I think he's. He had 39 touchdowns last year. I think he needed 35 to break Taj Boyd's ACC touchdown passing record. Obviously, he could still achieve that. I mean, if he does come back a little bit this year or or takes the red shirt and comes back next season, he could break it. But I, I thought Wake Forest, uh, yeah, they were, they were going to be sneaky, plucky this year. And uh, now, who knows? All right, next, I got the Knowles. I got Florida State checking in at four here. Mike Norvell, third season. Uh down there in tally over under total of six and a half the over minus 125 the under plus 105 acc odds fsu is uh plus three thousand to win the acc um i mean where, where are you at florida state <laughs> i i 
I've tossed the turn <coughs> of Florida State all offseason uh, still to this point. Maybe you could sway me one way or the other. What's your thoughts on the Knowles in 2022? Man, I don't know. They're, they're so up and <laughs> down. And I, I don't think Jordan Travis is that good of a quarterback. Um, I, I think he is. Like, when they – when they use him in the QB run game and they run some zone read and stuff, but yeah, he's not consistent. He gets beat up, but continue. Yeah. It's just weird not seeing Florida state being, you know, a 10 win team every year. Um, After after all those years, we saw them that way. They have a winnable schedule. I will say that, you know, a couple of tough games, Clemson, Miami, Florida, um, and LSU later week one. Um, but I'm, I'm just not sold on them. I'm, I'm not sold on Mike Norval. I'm not sold on his offense. They, you know, they've gotten recruits, but the recruits haven't shown up. Um, you know, they thought they were going to get the number one recruit last year, and he ended up spurning them for Jackson State and Deion Sanders. So it's what I don't know. Understand what's going on down there. Obviously, I think they'll they'll win the winnable games. You know, BC, Louisville, Georgia Tech. Um, but I, I see another five and seven season for Florida State. I, I don't know how they're gonna do it. I think they're I think they're kind of a I think that game I mean they got the opener. They play week zero against Duquesne, FCS school. I think that LSU game in week one proper. I know it's down in the in the New Orleans uh the Superdome. I think Florida State I kinda like them in that spot. I think the line's three right now. Uh Knowles are three point dog. I don't know why. And I'm I'm probably just doing the thing where I remember, and I'm sure you do too, that opener against B or uh, Notre Dame last year, uh, when they were healthy. I don't, I don't know. I just, I, 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 they kind of blew that game. You guys took it from them. Uh, it was a great game, by the way. I think they're talented. I kind of like Mike Norvell. Um, they do get Micah Pittman, a, a junior transfer receiver uh, from Oregon, um, but I think this team needs better offensive line play. And I don't know if they'll get it, but you have four returning starters. Uh, two of those guys uh, are sophomores, so they're still kind of young up front. But if the offensive line plays better, they'll keep Jordan Travis healthy. Um, he's their best option because they don't have any experience um, this year behind him uh, at the QB spot. Defensively, you got eight returning starters. Um, I don't know. I, I It's six and a half, though. I guess going ahead, I would, I would take – the under, I think they scrapped to a bowl game. I don't know how. Like, well, I'll count them up. I think they beat Duquesne. I think they can beat Wake at home now, especially if Hartman's out. BC at home. Uh, Georgia Tech at home. Maybe at Syracuse. Louisiana is an easier game. There's five. And a, they got to spring an upset here. They got they got to beat an LSU or, or go on the road and take out um, – Syracuse or not. Yeah. Syracuse or Miami, NC state, Louisville. Um, I don't know. It's wishful thinking. Maybe I'm just rooting for it, but I'm a little higher on Florida state. I feel like the most mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hand up. That's just probably me being a little bit optimistic for him, but I, I agree with you. I mean, hell um, I'm, I'll be 34 in October um, up until the last four or five years. You could write Notre, or uh, you could write Florida State to win nine, ten games uh, at minimum for our entire lifetime, pretty much until recent history. So it's just weird to see them down for sure. 
Uh, but I do think this is kind of a make or break year for Norvell. I don't think they're gonna, I don't think they're gonna fuck around and fuck with him that much longer if you don't start pointing it in the right direction. Um, all right, moving on. We got I got Louisville here in the in the three hole. Scott Satterfield, uh, year four. They were six and seven last year. Seven offensive and seven defensive restart, uh, defensive starters return. Ninth toughest schedule in the country, though. Uh, I'm a big Malik Cunningham guy, the senior quarterback, kind of a dual threat. Not as good as Lamar, but he's still pretty damn good, fun to watch. Um, I don't know. I, I think just by, like I said, I moved Wake down because of the Hartman news. I think just on happened to slide these guys back up. I have a Louisville here third. Uh, I'll throw it to you after reading the odds. Uh, plus 105. Over under six and a half. The uh, under is minus one twenty five. Louisville plus twenty eight hundred to win the conference. Uh, not betting that at all. But uh, your thoughts on the Cardinals? Uh, I like the Cardinals. Um, I've been high on Satterfield since he's been hired. Yeah, um, me too. And you know they've played the Irish a couple times over the last few years, and they've always been tough games, real close games. Especially back to twenty twenty, the game was twelve to seven. Cunningham's a good quarterback, man. Um, you said he's not as good as Lamar, not as explosive, um, but I, I think he's a much better passer than he is. Um, so I, I, I'm really excited about that. I, I, I they're a dark horse for me to win, um, to win this part of the ACC here. Um, I like it. Tough schedule, yeah. but let's go. Yeah, I, I, I don't, their toughest part is kind of the last three weeks of the year to me. Um, you know, Clemson, NC State, Kentucky. Obviously, one of those is a non-conference. Um, you know, Pitt will be a tough game there too. Uh, I think that is cross division, so that shouldn't affect them too much. Um, because I still think they're still doing coastal and Atlantic this year before they switch to you know just top two teams in the conference. Yeah. Um, so I I, I, I like Louisville. I I think you got a ten win team here, a nine win team at least. Um, even if they lose the last three games of the year, I still think they can pull it off. Um, you know, what, what was, what was it? Uh, seven six and, and a half, half. six and a half. Yeah. yeah. Give me the, give me the over every single time on this team. I like it. I agree with you. Uh, I don't know if I'm locking up the over, but I, I really do like the over. Um, like I said, it's a, it's a tough schedule, but it's, it's because you have to go on the road to Clemson and at Kentucky. And the, I mean, Kentucky is pretty damn good, obviously, in SEC school. But um, I think it's manageable, though. I, I, I feel like it's a little. What? They got six, six road games. Maybe that's why the schedule is the ninth toughest in the country. I don't under, really understand uh, the schedule strength on, on this one, to be honest with you. I don't mm-hmm. think it's as tough as uh, Phil Steele and others are making it. But uh, yeah, again, Satterfield say what you want about him. I mean, he did say Louisville kind of sucked and he, he was looking for a new job, but he's still there. He's going to coach his ass off. Um, and, you know, I think this team will be pretty damn good offensively. Uh, Cunningham stays healthy. Uh, Tyon Evans, the junior, he's a Tennessee transfer at the running back spot. Um, he's pretty good too. Yeah, I'm with you though. I, I think this team, eight, nine, maybe – if they have a special year, they're competing and get to that double digit 10 win mark, but over six and a half, I like it a lot. Uh, next, we got the NC State Wolfpack, a nine and three. Dave Dorn, 10th season 
down there in Raleigh. 61st toughest schedule in the country. 10 returning starters on the defense. Seven defensively. Devin Leary, the junior quarterback, um, he's back. One of those names again. Uh, I think Leary has the potential to be an NFL guy, by the way. He's not just a, a college killer. Um, but you look at the schedule, that opener at East Carolina, that can be pretty tricky, um, relatively high on them. Road games at Clemson, at Louisville, and at North Carolina to end the season. Um, Texas Tech, an non-con game, but schedule, pretty manageable. Let's see. Over, under is 8.5. Uh, the over, minus 150. The under, plus 130. Their odds to win the Atlantic Coast Conference. They're third in line at plus seven hundred. I like this team. Um, I just I know they 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 took Clemson down last year, but going to Clemson was kind of uh, well. I'm a little bit higher on Clemson too, not to spoil things, but to spoil things. But I like NC State. I do worry a little bit that they're one of those programs to me. As soon as you start hyping them up a little bit and they have some expectations, that's when they usually shit themselves. But uh, your thoughts on the Wolfpack? Yeah, after a good year last year, I'm um, really high on him again this year. Devin Leary, um, I, I think he could compete for top quarterback in the conference right now, uh, now especially with Hartman going down. Uh, they're going to be solid offensively. Or, uh, yeah, offensively they'll be solid, but defensively they'll be great. Uh, I think they have, what, two new starters. Um, so that's going to be – be huge for them defensively to bring all that back because uh, defense travels and they got to go from tough road. They got to go to Louisville, to North Carolina and to Clemson. That's that, that's, that's tough schedule. I wouldn't wish on anybody, um, but I, I think they're going to be good. Uh, I think it's another nine and three season as, as it was last year. Um, Non-conference. I think you're four and there East Carolina. That'll be, you know, another one of those inter interstate games um, that'll, they'll get up for, um, but I just think the Jimmys and Joes at NC State are just much better than the East Carolina. So <laughs> Jimmys and Joes, I love it. So, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, nine and threes for me is what I see there for them. Um, going bowling again. Um, I think they just keep that train rolling down there. All right. Finally, I got Clemson uh, 10 and three last year. Dabo, 15 seasons there. Uh, that seems like it's been uh, – I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but I, I guess it has been. Anyway, uh, nine offensive starters back, six defensively, 45th toughest schedule in the country. Clemson over under 10 and a half, uh, plus 110 on the over, minus 130 on the under, uh, minus 145, the clear cut favorite. You got to lay the juice for them to win the conference. I get all that. Um, here's where I'm at, and then I'll let you have the runway with Clemson. Defensively, they're going to be nasty, especially like they got banged up last year. But Xavier Thomas, Tyler Davis, Brian Bercy, Miles Murphy, like these dudes are just straight studs, high uh, caliber, top rated blue chip recruits. I know they lose Brent Venables, but the talent there defensively, they're going to be a son of a bitch to deal with. Offensively, I like the, the running back, Will Shipley. He's a sophomore this year. Um, you got all five starters or four starters back on the offensive line. The question is, to make my case for Clemson, I think they win the conference. I just think that defense is, is too elite. Uh, to me, does Dabo have the balls to do it? Or does D, DJ Uyungle show that promise he showed in, in the COVID season? Uh, that started at Notre Dame. I mean, he he balled out. They could not run the ball against you guys. 
a great game, of course. We all remember it. But DJ was special, and he hasn't been good really uh, since then. Um, all last year and, and the rest of that 2020 uh, season uh, when he played. So does DJ get back to close to that Notre Dame form and, and play like the, the you know number one player, number one quarterback recruit in the country that he was? Or does Dabo have the ball sack to go to Clay Klubnik, uh, the number one recruit coming in, true freshman this season, kid out of Texas, put up big numbers, um, you know, 6'2", 185. He's got some mobility too. That's the big question to me. Um, how the quarterback play shakes out could be the difference between them being a playoff team or them just being a, a 10, a 10 or 11 win team and an ACC champ. Uh, I've rambled too much about Clemson, your Clemson thoughts to, to close out uh, the team previews for the ACC. Yeah. Defensively, it's not going to be fun to play against them for any team this year. Um, especially some of these non-conference games that they got, which is kind of a joke, Georgia tech, Furman, Louisiana tech, um, <clears throat> kind of, kind of a joke there. Obviously they got to go to the go to go to South bend in November. It's never easy for them to do that. Um, they are Oh, and one in their last trip there. So that's big stat of the night there for you. Also in Indiana, November, the Midwest. Yeah. Right off Lake Michigan, you could get some snow, you could get some rain, you could just have zero degrees. It's, It'll be perfect. Um, Will Shipley, I, I like him a lot. Um, it was between Clemson and the Irish for him when he came out of college. Uh, so I kind of knew him really well before last year. Um, DJ didn't impress me at all last year. Now, obviously, when he came in in 2020, um, he, you know, there was no tape on him. I mean, you you, you couldn't prepare for him. That's um, a good point. So, so I, I feel like, you know, that, that was kind of a, a flash in the pan there. But I think we'll see kind of what they did with Kelly Bryant and Trevor Lawrence back back when, you know, start with, you know, the guy, the incumbent who's been there, knows the offense, and sprinkle in some of the other guy. And then, you know, by week three, week four, if one's performing better than the other, you make your stand there. Um, and I, I think by the end of the season, you'll see Klubnik at that quarterback um, and see DJ transferring out somewhere else. I, I, I do think they win this side of the ACC. I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, I, I think defensively, I think the, the players will make up for the scheme being brand new and everything. Um, so I, I think they'll be fine there. They're, they're a 10 win team. Um, I, I think there's two losses on their schedule um, with, the, with the Irish um, and then possibly with Miami as well two weeks later. So that, that's kind of where I'm standing on Clemson. And I think they're going to win this side of the ACC here for us. All right. So I have Clemson. You have Clemson. You have Pittsburgh. I have Miami. Uh, title game predictions. Um, I, I, I got to take Clemson. I just think the D-line's a difference. Uh, who's your overall ACC champion? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you with Clemson on that one as well. You know, neutral field yeah. against either one of those two teams. Um, I think it's just too much for them. All right, so I, I, I've been writing down my best bets here. Um, I like the Duke under. Um, I, I like the Georgia Tech under, and I like uh, eight and a half over Miami. Um, and maybe I'll toss another log on there. Uh, but your locks um, or, or gambling advice to close out the ACC pro- portion of the preview. Yeah, I, I'm there with uh, the Georgia Tech under on the wins. Uh, I like the Virginia over on wins. 
Okay. And and then um, what was that last? Uh, the NC State over on wins, and I I might you know I might Louisville. You know, I'm thinking Louisville. Are you thinking Louisville over? I'm I'm thinking Louisville over and Pitt to win the conference. Okay, Pittsburgh would be plus nine hundred. So you know, cool grand if you bet the traditional Vegas unit there. Um, Clemson. I mean, you got to lay the juice. Uh, Miami is plus 600. NC State's plus 700. Um, I don't know. Well, what Louisville is plus 2,800. Um, Wake is now plus 5,000. Uh, I kind of liked them a little bit before, obviously, the news came down uh, about Hartman yesterday. Uh, anyway, so there's, there's your ACC preview. Um, you want to do some SEC real quick? Yeah, I think we can run through that real quick. All right. We'll start in the East Division. Sorry, uh, Vanderbilt, the Commodores, uh, plus or uh, plus one twenty on the over, two and a half minus one forty on the under. Clark Lee, second year guy, you're familiar with your former offensive coordinator. Um, fifth toughest schedule in the country. Under, sorry, Vandy. It's just, it's just a tough job, man. Your thoughts, Vandy? <laughs> Man, I I can't bet against my God. Give me the over three wins. I mean, Hawaii, Elon, Northern Illinois. Uh, that that's 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 three right there to me. So I I, I like Clark Lee. I'm a real big believer in him. I hope he turns Vanderbilt around. Um, so I'm, I'm I I'm making it on three there. I don't really have much to say about them. They 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 don't get recruits. They get these nerdy smart kids who are good at sports. So <laughs> that's 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 what Vanderbilt is. All right, uh, moving on, Missouri. Missouri plus uh, 100 on the over, 5.5, minus 120 on the under. I'll not even give a conference odds until we get to the contenders. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz, third season. Uh, they got the 37th of a schedule, eight returning defensive starters, six on the offense. Uh, they did get the number one receiver recruit in the country, local kid Luther Burden, so he might be a guy to watch here. Um I don't know. I just Missouri. Eh. I mean, if you look at their schedule at Kansas state in the non-con, they go to Auburn, they go to Florida, they go to South Carolina, they go to Tennessee. Um, Georgia's obviously on that schedule, Kentucky at home, Arkansas in a crossover. I don't know, man. I think that Kansas state game's huge for them. Maybe to, to get to a bowl. Um, I think they're in that five to six win range. You have, where are you at on Mizzou? Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking they're going to be in that under. Um, okay. Louisiana Tech, Abilene Christian, uh, New Mexico State. Uh, there's three right there for me. Um, Vandy. Vandy. Like four. Four. Out yeah. South Carolina's yeah. tough for them. At Auburn. At, at Aub- Kansas State. Yeah. Yeah. At South Carolina too. That's I think they're going to be much improved this year. I I'm not sold on Missouri. I, give me give me the under on them. Um, best of luck. I mean, I don't. We don't. We don't have to wish them luck. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, I, have cousin, uh, I have a cousin who went there. So okay. Uh, best All of right. luck. Okay, that makes sense now. Uh, you just mentioned them. I got South Carolina. The Gamecocks next. Shane Beamer out of nowhere in his first year. Seven and six. Uh, this year, nine offensive starters back, five on the defense, 17th type of schedule in the country. Uh, cocky, 
Uh, a nice hole, even six as their win total number, minus 130 on the over, plus 110 on the under. Uh, Spencer Rattler transferring in, probably going to take the helm at the quarterback spot. Um, I think they could be plucky again, even if Rattler is kind of that roller coaster guy. Uh, maybe they could harness him because, you know, Spencer Rattler, I get it, people, you know, is hard on him. I'm hard on him occasionally, just too inconsistent, but he does have talent. Uh, so if they can harness him taking care of the football, um, they're going to be they're going to be a tough out. Um, like I said, you look at the schedule at Arkansas, at Kentucky, at Florida, at Clemson. Those ain't easy road games. Uh, you get A and M and a crossover at home. It's going to be a tough sledding. Uh, but I think Beamer finds a way to scratch to that bowl eligibility. So the number is perfect for Vegas. What are what are where you're at or where's your head at? I should say on yeah. the Gamecocks. Uh, I love Shane Beamer, man. I think he's a great coach. I, I, I put him in that same era there with Campbell and um, Halfley. I think he's right in that spot. South Carolina gets recruits. I mean, you know, we've I seen Jadavion clown together before. Spurrier had these guys rolling. My guy Lou Holtz beat the Buckeyes in back-to-back Outback Bulls in the early 2000s. Um, so th- they got a good program down there. And, you know, they're sneaky to beat Georgia early in the season. They've done it before. I think they got a good team, a, a quarterback who is not pressured to win the Heisman, not pressured to win the national championship yeah, like he in was, Oklahoma. he was the Heisman favorite going into last year. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. And now he goes to a coach who, you know, can cater to his skill set, who can kind of bring the playbook down a little bit and kind of find ways to scheme things for him. So I, I, I could see South Carolina upsetting Georgia there week three, and uh, I, I wouldn't bat an eye at that. Just looking at the score bug. Um, I, I, I like the overrun wins here. I think they're an eight-win team. Um, oh. I, I think they're kind of a little bit lower on the east than where they should be. I think they could be the number two team in the east. Um, oh. So I, I'm very I, high on South Carolina. No shit. Wow. Okay. Um Moving on, <laughs> uh, I got the Gators coming in at number four here. Uh, Billy Napier, love that hire. Uh, his first year, former Louisiana coach, uh, six and seven last year. They quit on Mullen uh, at the last part of last year. You got six offensive starters back, seven defensively. Schedule, obviously tough, 19th toughest in the country. Um, just that first month, man. Utah to open the season, they're coming to Gainesville. That's going to be tough. Week two, SEC opener against Kentucky. South Florida, not not an issue, but an in-state school nonetheless. And then that traditional early season rivalry game, they go down to Knoxville uh, uh, in the fourth week of the year, September 4th. Uh, they get LSU and A&M on the road in a crossover, go to Florida State. Of course, they got the cocktail party down in Jacksonville. Um, so the schedule, obviously tough. I think that 19th ranking is just. But I'm telling you, if Anthony Richardson, the sophomore quarterback, balls out, uh, he should flash us last year. I think Florida could be kind of – I think I'm a little higher on Florida, uh, kind of where you're at with that South Carolina uh, hype, uh, me personally. I think Florida could challenge to be that number two team. I'm not predicting it, but I I got a little thing for Billy Napier and the Gators. Um, what's your thoughts on Chomp Chomp? Yeah, I think they're going to – you get smacked in the mouth early those first two weeks. Utah and Kentucky back-to-back. You know, Kentucky's, you know, really good football program now. They're, they're nothing to bat your eye at. Um, sure. So, if you're starting out 0-2 with that, you know, 
team morale is going to be low, especially losing that first SEC game. Um, I could see it kind of going down. Um, you know, they've been kind of on the the last couple of years, or no, they've they've beat Tennessee the last few, like the last five years. I'm sorry. And I think this is Tennessee's turn to kind of get some revenge back on them. So you're one and three going into a winnable game against Eastern Washington. Uh, that's going to be tough to come back from. Uh, they got a tough crossover too here with Texas A&M. And then into the year of Florida State, never an easy game. Um, so I, I, I think Billy Napier, he will be the guy down there. I, I think much like Cristobal, it's a year or two away. Um, so I, I, I'm down on the gate. I think the five wins is kind of their – ceiling this year all right well i forgot to give uh, the gambling information but they got a nice even whole number at seven uh minus 130 on the over uh plus 110 on the under so plus money on under seven for you there might be a lock and uh florida's plus five thousand to win the sec by the way i feel like um you got to kind of mention those odds with with the gators um so yeah i don't know i i I'm just that much of a, a believer in, in Billy Napier, um, you know, and I don't really worry about, like, I think he will elevate the recruiting a little bit just being at Florida. Uh, I know that was kind of the issue with Mullins, kind of why they wanted him out was uh, the recruiting dipped a little bit. But Napier, he to me is one of those guys that you would mention, uh, and this is his first big boy job, but, you know, the Matt Campbells of the world, uh the Scott Satterfields, these guys that uh, done a lot with a little. Um, now you give him the resources, I'm with you. But I think year one, there'll be a little bit of growing pains, but I, I think they're going to be pretty uh, pretty plucky and improve as the, as the season goes on. That's where I'm at with mm-hmm. the Gators. Um, I got Kentucky coming in at number three. Uh, ten wins last year, ten and three. Mark Stoops, tenth season there. He's built a hell of a football program down there. Uh, 35th toughest schedule in the country, six offensive starters back, five defensively. Vegas, seven and a half is the win total. The over minus 160, the under plus 135. Kentucky, plus 5,000 to win the SEC. I'll give you first crack at the Wildcats. Your thoughts on this ball club? Love the Wildcats. Uh, Will Levis, I think, might be. I, you know, I think he's a better quarterback than uh, Stetson Bennett down there in Georgia. Um, but he doesn't have the same weapons around him. So I think that's kind of what separates those two there. Um, I, I like Kentucky a lot. This is a 10-win ball team here. Um, you know, Miami, Ohio, Youngstown State, Northern Illinois, ending the year with Louisville and the Commonwealth Cup. Um, you know, they, you know, I think they lose to Georgia straight up. I mean, I just don't see them beating Georgia. They've had Florida's number the last couple times. Um, and then a nice crossover game there with Mississippi. Um, so the, then, you know, Mississippi State, Missouri, Vanderbilt. There's there's a legitimate possibility for nine wins there, ten if they get one of those upset wins. Um, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee. So I, I'm high on the Wildcats. I'm high on Will Levis. Uh, I might start trying some mayo in my coffee like he does just to see what it's like. What a sick fuck. Not, I mean, <laughs> you could try it, but what a, what a wild move. Also, I want to give a shout um, the junior running back, Chris Rodriguez. Big hammer in there, 5'11", like 225, runs hard. Uh, second team SEC all-conference last year. Um, and, and again, I think the success – now they got to replace three guys up front on the offensive line. But Mark Stoops, that's kind of been the, the 
little secret to Kentucky's success, in my opinion, is the uh, the offensive line play. They've been able to run the ball on just about anybody they play. Um, and defensively, they took – I mean, that's Mark Stoops' background. He was a defensive guy. Um, maybe not – like, statistically, they're, they're great. But anytime I watch Kentucky football, like, they don't – like, they get lined up where they need to be. They get lined up. Uh, you know, you can't really temper them. They, they're in the right spot to make plays. They might not make them, but they're just organized, I guess, would be the best way mm-hmm. to describe them. And that's half the battle, especially uh, when you're playing some tempo teams. Just getting lined up and organized is, is half the battle, and uh, he's coached that side of the ball well. Like I said last year, um, they were probably pretty good in the advanced metrics defensively. Um, they're just solid. And I, I, I'm with you, man, like seven and a half. I know the schedule, obviously every SEC schedule is going to be tough on paper, but I, I think they're an eight or nine win club, and I think they're going to compete um, to be the second best team in the East. I don't have them there, uh, but, you know, I got them in the third spot, so I definitely think they're uh, a little bit of a contender. Um, I think Georgia's far and away obviously going to come out the East. I don't think you would think any different, mm. but, uh, you know, that's kind of the if you, going back to the the Mercedes dominance in the the F one days. There was a joke on the Reddit F one Reddit like F one and a half. They would just take out any Mercedes uh, one two and just kind of do the standings for the rest of the grid. And I kind of feel like that's kind of what the SEC East and is uh, now with Georgia up and running. So um if that makes sense maybe it doesn't whatever anyway um i got the volunteers coming in at number two tennessee josh heupel great first season uh slow start but they finished strong seven and six was the record last year eight offensive starters back a fun offense last year entertaining put up a bunch of points and yards on people uh seven defensive starters back 27th toughest schedule look at their over under win total at seven and a half the over minus 160 the under plus 135 there plus 5,000 to win the SEC. Again, I'm not picking against Georgia, betting against them, but Tennessee, I like the over um, at seven and a half. I like that. I know you got to put a little juice on it at minus 160, but I like it. Um, Hidden hooker, 6'4", 218, big guy. They got to keep him a little healthier this year. Maybe not use him as much in the quarterback run game. Uh, save him, but Man, they play just as fast as anybody in the country. Four offensive linemen are back. Um, Heupel, he's a good play caller. Um, you know, of course, former Oklahoma quarterback won a national championship back in the day. Uh, an offensive mind. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be fun to watch. Tough team schedule. Um, you go to Pittsburgh, you go to LSU, you go to Georgia. Um, but really, I mean, maybe that game at South Carolina late in the year has some stakes. Could be tricky. You do get Bama, obviously, that's a rivalry game. Uh, but you get them at home, you get Florida at home. Yeah, I like the over seven and a half. I think this team, nine, eight, nine wins is where I had them in the regular season. What's your thoughts on the balls? Yeah, I, I really like Hendon Hooker as a quarterback. I think he's really grown a lot since coming from – he came from uh, Virginia Tech, I believe. Um, so he's really grown yeah. in that time there. Um, and I think he's with a good guy, a good good coach, Josh Heupel. Um I, I I see four. I'll go this way. I'll do this way. I see four four losses for the Tennessee Volunteers this year: LSU, Bama, Georgia, and South Carolina. And then you know toss up games: Kentucky and Florida. There, 
if they win the rest of those games, you're looking at seven eight. to nine, seven to eight wins right there. So that Florida game is kind of what hinges on it for me. They've lost the last five to Florida. So if they get that one this year, kind of get that monkey off their back, uh, that's eight wins. That's the over. I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, that'd be a shot in the shot in the arm type win too, uh, to to get that done. Uh, obviously, Georgia, the defending national champs, uh, they're the number one team in the SEC East. Uh, Kirby Smart, seventh season, fourteen to one last year, seven offensive starters back. You got to return or you got to replace eight starters defensively. They only have three back, but they're recruiting like, and they played a shit ton of guys last year. Fifty eighth toughest schedule. Georgia ten and a half is their uh, total minus two hundred five on the over, uh, plus one sixty five on the under. So the value uh, is on the under there, and they are plus one fifty uh, to win the SEC. Um, that week one game, I, I think they're going to be a pretty big favorite. But that neutral site game against Oregon, very intriguing. Uh, schedule's pretty manageable. Uh, if you look at it, you get the, the rivalry game against Auburn at home, the 8th of October. Uh, you get Florida. Um, well, that's a neutral site game every year. But you get Tennessee at home at Kentucky, November 19th. Uh, at Mississippi State, November 12th could be two potential trip-up spots. But, I mean, <laughs> I get it. The juice is minus 205. It's a little steep. But I think I think they're going to go undefeated or 11-1, a worst-case scenario. Like, I mean, Stetson played great. Their tight end room is fucking loaded. Brock Bowers. They get Eric Gilbert, the LSU transfer. Uh, Lad McConkey, the little white receiver, uh, is back. Um, the running back room, it's, it's guys we've probably never heard of yet, but <laughs> it's Georgia. What has Kirby done? Uh, hell, Mark Rick did it too there. They always produce a uh, running game and good running backs. The defense is loaded. Nolan Smith uh, at that uh, kind of – Pass rush slash linebacker spot. Uh, Keely Ringo, stud corner, is back. Chris Smith, another senior leader in the secondary at safety. They're loaded. Um, your thoughts on Georgia? I, I probably hit all the points. Uh, selfishly, my bad, but your thoughts on Georgia? No, that makes my job a lot easier. Um, you know, their defensive coordinator going to Oregon, Dan Lanning there. You know, that's going yeah, to change. Sure. Oregon's always been the, the running gun. Um, are they going to be a defensive team now? Or are we going to see another 10 to three game like we did last year with uh, Georgia and Clemson? Probably not, but I think they get past that game and they get past South Carolina week three. Um, you're looking at undefeated season. I mean, it, it, I just don't see anybody coming close to them. I don't see your traditional Florida or Tennessee being ready to beat them yet. Just with their run the last four years here at Georgia, that twelve and zero is for there for me. Eleven and one at worst with a loss to South Carolina. They're in the SEC championship game again. Yeah. All right. Let's move to the West. <laughs> um, I got Mississippi State in the basement here. I mean, the West. God damn, dude. It's the toughest division in college football. But uh, Mike Leach, third season down there in Starkville, second toughest schedule in the country. Nine starters back on defense. Eight on offense. We know the drill with Mississippi State. Let's get to the odds here. Over under six and a half, minus one thirty on the over, plus one ten on the under. Um, I'm not giving out a conference odds on Mississippi State, but what, tell me where I'm wrong here. They're going to put up points on everybody. Their defense is probably going to let them down in a few games. Tough schedule, like I said, the second toughest in the country. Um, 
and they'll they'll probably find a way to get to bowl eligibility. So I think Vegas was six and a half, nailed the number. So I'm staying away from that. Your thoughts on uh, the Bulldogs? Yeah, I, I'm looking at five wins for them right now. Memphis, Arizona. Right. I, I'm not sold on LSU. Um, I don't think they're ready yet. Bowling Green, that's four wins. East Tennessee, second to last week of the year. Three toss-up games for them this year. Arkansas, Kentucky, and Ole Miss. Uh, Egg Bowl, always good. You know, nightcap there to your uh, Thanksgiving Day uh, festivities. Um, looking forward to that one. I, I, I love the two coaches in that one. I think it's always going to be an entertaining game. Um, and then Arkansas and Kentucky. Arkansas started out so strong last year. Middle of the season came back down to earth. So I think that's kind of where they're at. Um, so I think if they get w- one or two of those, we're looking at bull eligibility there and possibly that over on the win total for me. All right, moving on. I got Auburn next. Uh, Brian Harson, six and seven, second season. Auburn, the number one toughest schedule in the country. Uh, seven offensive starters back, six defensively. This is a Tank's Bigsby, Tank Bigsby podcast. Bryce mm-hmm. loves Tank Bigsby. You do. I do. Uh, the sophomore running back is back. Um, so they're going to have a quarterback controversy. Uh, TJ Finley, does he get the keys to the car again? Or the Texas A&M transfer, Zach Calzada, uh, will be battling out for that. Again, if you look, Auburn, six and a half on the win total. Uh, the over is plus 135. The under is minus 160. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I still don't really like the Brian Harson fit. Uh, it's Auburn. They're always going to have talent. Schedule's brutal. Um, I don't know. I, I just like them a little bit better than Mississippi State and the talent department's why I got them a power ranked ahead. But I, I don't have much expectations for Auburn. Not week three game, Penn State going down to the Plains. Uh, the take on Auburn and Jordan Hare is a is a fun non conference game helmet game. Uh, there'll be some stakes on that, but other than that, I don't expect much from Auburn. Uh, if they get to a bowl game, I think that'd be a hell of a year. Your thoughts on the Tigers? Oh yeah, this. I mean, it's the number one toughest schedule. Um, I, I feel like you know when they look at these schedule difficulties, you gotta throw out your you know one double A teams like Mercer. I mean, that, that should all these SEC teams get away with playing a one double A team every year. It, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 ridiculous. It's pathetic. Um, so that that's that's kind of my thought on there. But yeah, Penn State is gonna come in there and whoop them. Um, you know, they'll beat Missouri. They'll beat LSU, uh, Western Kentucky. I, I'm looking at five wins here. Um, so I, I, I think the under is definitely in play for Auburn here. Um, and I, I think this is the end of Harson, especially after the offseason scandal. I don't blame him. I'm just going to say that. I'll leave mm. it at that. I, oh, yeah. And I got a bone to pick with our guy, Tank. How do you not know who Def Leppard is? I mean, I don't know if you saw this. He wore the Def I Leppard didn't. shirt. He wore a Def Leppard shirt to Media Day or whatever you want to call it there. And they asked him what his favorite song was. And he's like, I don't even know who this is. That's big no no in my book. Um, you got to know your eighties hairbands if you're going to wear the merch. That's that's all I'm going to say. I got a quick fucked up joke. You've probably heard it before, but would you like to hear it in the audience? Maybe Absolutely. Like... Okay. <clears throat> what has seven arms and sucks? No idea. That's Def Def Leppard. I don't think they <laughs> oh, suck. It's ha-ha. just ha-ha. yeah, yeah, little little amputation humor. Uh, the drummer. Anyway, moving on, I got the LSU Tigers next in the power rankings. I got them fifth. Yeah, fifth in the West. Here's sixth up the schedule. 
Six returning offensive starters, five on the defense. Brian Kelly, of course, uh, leaves Notre Dame to take the LSU job. It's a, um, LSU seven, at plus 100 on the over. Seven, obviously, uh, the under is minus 120. Um, I'll give their conference title odds, even though I don't think they're going to get there this year. They're plus 5,000, so in that same range as Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, uh, right there in the smack dab in the middle of the conference. You're a Brian Kelly expert. Um, spent a lot of years with him as your head football coach. Your thoughts on LSU this year, the fit with Brian Kelly, wherever you want to take it, the floor is yours. Uh, the fit is awful. Uh, I think he is <laughs> way in over his head where he's at here. I understand the challenge that he wants to take on. Um, he, he did a lot for Notre Dame. He, he changed so much there, but was also reluctant to change himself. Um, you know, obviously he changed the way he acted on the sidelines and everything, but his scheme and everything was out done, outplayed. He wanted his hand too much, but he didn't want to do the work. Um, never, he was never seen on recruiting visits unless it was, you know, your Jalen Smith's, your Everett Golson's. He was never anywhere to be seen. Um, and now you're seeing Notre Dame take off on the recruiting rankings now with Marcus Freeman at the helm and you know LSU's going to get recruits because they're LSU they're going to recruit that entire state yeah but what can you do with them and is Kelly going to be able to handle that I don't see it happening I don't see them uh being successful this year um I I'm I'm seeing four to six wins for them this year um just they got a good defense coming back um good couple receivers but Jaden Daniels played in the Pac-12, kind of unproven. See what he brings to the table. Yeah, I, and, and I think all three guys are still uh, very much alive in that quarterback battle. Uh, Miles Brennan got some burn last year. Garrett Nussmeyer, uh, a redshirt freshman. And, and like you mentioned, Jaden Daniels, the Arizona State transfer. Kayshawn Boutte, the sophomore receiver, um, he's a stud. And I agree with you defensively. They're going to have freaks and dudes all over, especially, uh, well, all over the defense. I was going to just try to single out the front seven, uh, but e- even in the secondary, they've they're going to have guys that that play on Sundays and stuff like that. Um, again, I think Vegas kind of nailed the number. I, I, it's LSU, like I think Kelly first year. Um, I don't know if they're, they're the the fans down there are going to like. Uh, the first year with Brian Kelly, but I think they're a six, seven, eight win team. I mean, you look at the schedule. I think that opener against Florida State, it's going to be tough. Uh, you can draw Tennessee and at Florida in your crossover games, and then you play an SEC West schedule with road games at Auburn, at Arkansas, and at Texas A&M. Uh, you do get Bam at home. I think both teams always come off a bye. I know LSU looking at the schedule here. They're off a bye going into that Alabama game. Um, but yeah, I, they're going to be solid. They'll probably knock off a team. They shouldn't be in my opinion. Um, I fit wise. Yeah. It, it feels a little weird, but I mean, if Brian Kelly just kind of keeps the status quo going, like you mentioned, just putting a perimeter perimeter around the state of Louisiana, uh, he should have this thing up and running, uh, that, you know, 2023 and beyond, I think, cause he is a damn good football coach, kind of a dickhead, but, uh, you know, I think LSU definitely in a little rebuilding situation here. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at. 
Uh, let's see. Where do we go next? I think we got to go to the old Miss Rebels here. I got them next. Ten win season, New Year's six uh, bowl game for Lane Kiffin. This is his third year. Seven defensive starters back, five offensively. Schedule thirtieth toughest in the country. Vegas over under total set at seven and a half. Uh, the over is minus one thirty. The unders plus one ten. The Rebs are plus five thousand again in that middle. Uh, to win the SEC, I'll give you Ole Miss again here. The leadoff. Your thoughts on uh, on the Rebs here in 2022? Uh, love Ole Miss. Um, I think Jackson Dart's going to be huge down there for him and uh, Lane Kiffin. Um, I, I love the over on this this team. I think they got a good schedule that plays into their hand. Two toss up games that could take them anywhere from nine wins to eleven wins. Um, <clears throat> I think you know start the season off. Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa four wins toss-up game with Kentucky you know that's you know very winnable game um at home especially then you got Vanderbilt Auburn LSU after that and you know that's what eight wins in a row there um you know A&M and Alabama are gonna be your toughest games they definitely take care of business against Arkansas and the Egg Bowl like always Uh, I think that's gonna be leaning leaning Mississippi in this one. Um, so I'm very high on them. Uh, I think they're probably the second best team in the conference this year, uh, especially if they can get by A&M. If they don't get by A&M, you know, they're going to be in that third range, kind of another top-tier bull, but not not a New Year six. Yeah, I am a little bit lower on Ole Miss than you are coming into this year. Like, you know, offensively, they're going to be good. I believe in Lane that much. Um, Zach Evans, a TCU transfer running back, he's a stud. Um, you know, you got, you got pretty much, you got four starters back on your offensive line, uh, quarterback. I, I did see some reports that Luke Altmeyer, the other sophomore is pushing, uh, for the starting job. Um, you know, he had to play the bowl game against Baylor after Matt Corral went down with that ankle injury in the sugar bowl. Um, so, I mean, we didn't get to see him a ton, uh, and that was a tough defense going. So I'm not going to, you know, put too much stock in the, uh, going in and relief duty, but either way, I, I think Lane's pretty uh, excited with the prospects of Dart or um, Altmeyer calling the signals. They're going to score. They're going to put up yards on people. I don't. I'm not worried about that side of the ball. Defensively, you got to replace your pretty much your entire D line. Their defense was surprisingly solid last year. I think most of us thought they were going to be an offensive team that had no defense. Uh, I think that's kind of why they were a 10-win team last year. The defense kind of came out of nowhere. Um, maybe it does that again this year. I'm just higher on Arkansas and A&M, and obviously Bama is why I had them in the four spot would be would be where I'm at here. Um, so we'll move on. We'll go to the Razorbacks, Sam Pittman, third season. Nine and four team last year. You look at the schedule, fourth toughest in the country. Uh, you got four starters defensively, uh, seven offensively returning. Arkansas plus seven and a half over plus uh, or seven and a half is the win total. The overs plus one twenty five. The unders minus one forty five. Arkansas is plus five thousand uh, to win the SEC. Listen, KJ Jefferson, Raheem Sanders at running back, Jefferson at quarterback. You got four offensive starters back. Sam Pittman's an offensive line coach, a former offensive line coach. They're going to play great up there. Bumper pool was back. The senior linebacker came back. Could have left for the draft early. Um, so the defense, they got to replace, you know, seven starters. That's a little worrisome. Schedule's tough. But 
I KJ is just a physical freak, big, strong guy, can run the ball, throws it relatively well. I'm just high on the momentum Arkansas has. I, I like them. I think they're kind of a matchup problem. They're going to be physical. Uh, so I like the Hogs, uh, a clear cut number three in the West. How say you? Yeah, yeah, you said it there. I'm I'm higher on Ole Miss. You're higher on Arkansas here. I I, I see eight wins for Arkansas this year. Um, you know they got the, the crossover with South Carolina and Missouri. They're gonna go one on one in those, uh, beating Missouri at the end of the year. Um, but you know the traditional, they'll lose to Ole Miss, Alabama, A and M, and South Carolina. So I got them at eight and four. I, I love Sam Pittman. I think he's a hell of a character as a coach. Uh, KJ Jefferson is a great quarterback, and I think he's. You know, only a sophomore, so he's still got two, one, at least one, if not two more years left uh, to make an impact and get his stock up. So I, I'm, I'm high on Arkansas, just not as high as I am Mississippi. All right, we go to number two. I got the Aggies, A&M, Texas A&M, eight and four last year. It's Jimbo Fisher's fifth season, 11th of a schedule in the country, six offensive starters back, five defensively, Vegas, over under win total eight and a half. The overs minus one fifty. The unders plus one thirty. SEC championship odds A and M plus sixteen hundred. The third team in line and the odds there. I mean, this team has been a lightning rod all off season. Number one recruiting class coming into the con- uh, in the country coming in uh, to this roster. Uh, Walter Nolan, the defensive tackle. Um, they got a stud on, on the on the DN. A stud linebacker. Um, Evan Stewart, big time receiver coming in. Um, I mean, I'm not going to list their whole recruiting class, but it's awesome. Um, quarterback battle though, LSU transfer Max Johnson's in Haynes King, a guy that is highly recruited. Another true freshman, Connor Wegman. I think the three guys to watch there. Uh, Anaya Smith, little water bug receiver returns. Devin A. Chain, um, is back. Probably going to be their starter and running back, but uh, in the return game, he could fly one of the fastest players uh, in the SEC. Schedule's obviously tough, but, I mean, if you look, you go to Bama the 8th of October. You go to Auburn the 12th. Everything else that's dangerous is is at home. So a lot of home games, App and Miami in the non-conference. That's respectable. I mean, they, they do play an FCS team week one, but – uh, and they play the UMass. I did. I just saw they play UMass in November. Uh, but it, anyway, if you look at the win total, if you look at the win total here. As I stupidly exit out of the screen here, I'll throw it to you. Your your thoughts on A and M, then we'll circle back around. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be a great team this year. Offensively, I think they'll be much better. They do lose Mike Elko, who went to Coach Duke, um, so they got a new defensive coordinator coming in. But you said it. The the guys that they signed, holy shit. I mean, Walter Nolan and Shamar Stewart, the top two defensive linemen there, 6'4", one's 349, one's 276, like, and they're all muscle too. <laughs> they ain't fat. Um, so they, they're, they're going to be good for a couple years to come. I got them at, at least 10 wins this year. Um, obviously, I think they lose to Bama. Uh, I think we're both in lockstep there with Bama being the number one team in the West again. Yep. Um, and then my, my – uh, my upset possibility for them is South Carolina. Again, I, it's the theme of my pod for SEC night is South Carolina. South Carolina coming off the bye when they play at um, – South Carolina is off the bye, and it is going to South Carolina. 
So tough place to play. Probably be a night game there. Uh, possibility for game day. So a couple things could be surrounding that game. Um, so I, uh, 10 wins is at least 11 is likely. And 11 might get you into the SEC championship, um, you know, if Alabama stubs their toe somewhere else. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at with A&M. I think they actually live up to the hype this year. Yeah, I, I, I think they're a double-digit win team in the regular season, so I, I like the over. Um, I just – yeah, I, I you know, we are lockstep here. Moving on, obviously Alabama. I got them number one here. Alabama, 10.5 is the win total, minus 230 on the over, plus 185 on the under. And then the SEC odds, you got to lay minus 140 juice on them to win the SEC. Uh, Bryce Young, the defending Heisman Trophy winner, back at quarterback, obviously. Uh, you mentioned it when we talked Georgia Tech, Jameer Gibbs coming in the transfer running back um, from Georgia Tech is there. Um, they got to revoice all the receiving core. Now, they do get Jermaine Burton, a Georgia transfer in. But, I mean, it's Alabama. They recruit the hell out of every position. Um, three, your interior, your center, and two guards are back on the offensive line. Five returning offensive starters. Seven defensively. I Will Anderson, is he the best player, regardless of position, in college football? I think he is. Uh, look at the schedule, 29th toughest in the country. Week two at Texas, at Arkansas, at Tennessee, at LSU, at Ole Miss. Uh, so they have some road games that potentially could be challenging. But, I mean, I see them maybe dropping one regular season game, probably uh, running the table, even though there are a few question marks uh, on the outside offensively, defense they'll be nasty. Uh, obviously, any uh, anything that any any predictions, new thoughts on Alabama, Bob? Uh, no, over is in play. Twelve and zero. I I just don't see a loss on their schedule. Um, <laughs> it, it, they're they're just too good. They they reaped the benefits from the transfer portal. Jameer Gibbs, Eli Ricks coming in from LSU. Yeah, I uh, forgot got, about that. Yep. They got pretty good linemen from Vanderbilt. Um, and then they got the all-team name Kool-Aid McKinstry. Um, I just like throw his name out there just to Kool-Aid. Um, so I, I think they got a lot going for them this year. And, it, I mean, it's SEC or bust for them. Yeah, it's national championship. Uh, or bust yeah, that's as what well, I mean. Obviously. Uh, yeah, so we both got an Alabama-Georgia rematch in the title game. Um, I, I think – you know, just based off Bryce Young, and I know they lost the national title game to him, but I, I got Alabama winning the SEC yet again. Uh, your pick to win the conference outright or overall? Uh, yeah, I, I got Georgia winning the SEC. Okay. All right, so we differ there. Uh, I got two best bets here. I mean, there was a ton we liked. I might I might throw A&M over 8.5 as a, a third log on the fire, but the two I wrote down immediately – I love Arkansas over six and a half, right? Mm-hmm. And then I got Tennessee. Uh, I like the over eight and a half on uh, on the Volunteers. Um, so Arkansas, I think I read it when I looked it up here. It's actually ballooned to seven and a half. But when I wrote these down a few weeks ago, six and a half. I would still take the seven and a half, by the way, on Arkansas. But uh, Tennessee over. Actually, that's went down to seven and a half on Tennessee. So I'd, I'll obviously take that if I write it down at eight and a half. So those are my two best bets in the SEC. Uh, you have a locker, a best bet? Yeah, a couple of them. Vanderbilt, give me the over on wins. I'm taking the over <laughs> two and a half. Give me, give me Vanderbilt. Give me South Carolina over and give me Ole Miss over. 
All right. Okay, so um, we got two more bits of business, and then we'll we'll get out of here. This has kind of been a little bit of a technological technological snafu on our end, but you guys won't know this until you hear this part because I'll you know try to seamlessly edit this podcast together. But our G five shine uh, conference USA accompanies the ACC, uh, of course the contenders: FIU, Rice, Charlotte, Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee. FAU, North Texas, UTEP, Western Kentucky, uh, University of Texas, San Antonio, or UTSA. It's easier to say that. UAB, I'm going with the Blazers. Uh, they were really good last year. Uh, they lose their head coach. I don't know if you know this story or not, but they lose their head coach this year. Bill Clark, who had been there a while, they lost their program. Uh, the Blazers did. Uh, he led them to a 9-4 and record this year. Guess what? This guy has so much back pain that uh he's just like fuck it i can't even coach football anymore they i don't know the interim guy but they they're they're gonna play for bill clark's back this year they're gonna put bill clark's back on their backs and win conference USA. i got uap winning conference usa um who's your shot in the dark maybe an educated opinion on conference usa but who's your conference champ to give a little shine to uh the little guys here yeah, I, I think, you know, they lose their court, offensive coordinator, quarterback, and top receiver. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, every year in, year in out, they have a great offense, you know, and they catch a couple teams here and there. Give me the Hilltoppers, Western Kentucky. Uh, I like that pick. Sitting at, sitting at four right now um, in, the, in the forecast. But I, I think Western Kentucky takes this one this year. Something's just striking me right this year about them. By the way, looking up the odds real quick, UTSA, the slight favorite at plus 240, UAB plus 250, and your Hilltoppers at plus 350. Uh, and then the odds just kind of jump out of whack. So we're, we're picking uh, the co-favorite or the third favorite in the conference. But we didn't pick the overall favorite, which makes me kind of feel good uh, there. And then obviously accompanying the SEC will be the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt is... It's, it's goddamn awesome, uh, especially with uh, the additions of James Madison's jumping up to FBS. Uh, they get Marshall in the conference and Southern Miss. Um, very excited about this. They have an East and West division. Teams in the West division, Louisiana Monroe, Texas State, Arkansas State, South Alabama, Troy, Southern Miss, and Louisiana. And the East, Georgia Southern, Old Dominion, Georgia State, James Madison University, Marshall, Coastal Carolina, and Appalachian State. I'll throw you the odds before. Uh, I'm just excited about the fun belt. It's a good conference. But uh, here's your championship odds. Louisiana State, Appalachian State, both co-favorites at plus 275. Marshall at plus 400. Coastal at plus 550. Troy at plus 900. And I don't feel like I have to read the rest of the list. Um, also, I don't see James Madison. Uh listed here and i think it's the stupid ass ncaa rule uh i don't think they're even eligible for a bowl game in year one i think you get like a trial here year one mm -hmm. so they're not they're not eligible to make the conference championship game or a bowl game but uh i like jmu i love that program what they do down there um uh, in lynchburg i believe but uh this will be a fun league i'll give you first crack at the uh conference champ in the sun belt who are you taking yeah, first crack at this. I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking the the, the shot that clears. I, I love Coastal Carolina. Uh, yes, soft spot for their program. 
Uh, big App State guy. Uh, always have been since 2007. Um, oh, fuck you. Yeah, they that, was, go- that was such an unnecessary <laughs> cheap shot. No, it, it was it was continue build- since since we talked about App State, North Carolina, the seed was planted. Um, okay, fair enough. They, they got a good quarterback, Chase Bryce, Appalachian State. Um, but I, I just think Coastal Carolina, they've been so close the last couple of years. Uh, we've seen them in a bunch of really good games, and they just have a fun program. Um, love what they do down there. Um, and then just a shout, a quick shout out to uh, all team name Boogie Knight from ULM. Son of a bitch. What a great – that is a great shout, great name. Yeah, uh, Grayson McCall, the quarterback down there at Coastal, is, is unbelievable. Um, I flipped the coin. I was I couldn't decide between Coastal or Appalachian State. Flipped the coin. I got the Mountaineers. I got App. Uh, you mentioned Chase Bryce. I believe he was a, a Clemson or Duke. Well, he played in the ACC. One of those schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, coming down to play in the, the Sun Belt. But, man, it's it's fun. I think Marshall, especially geographically and, and uh, probably budget-wise, I think it's a good fit for Marshall. Um, if Southern Miss ever gets back to kind of what they was 10, 15 years ago, uh, they could be plucky. Um, JMU, like I said, when they, I don't think it's going to take them long. It didn't take Appalachian State long to get rolling when they first joined the Sun Belt a handful of years ago. I don't think JMU is going to wait around too long. Um, Sunbelt going forward, uh, especially with the AAC kind of dismantling uh, in a few years to, to affect, uh, you know, Houston, Cincinnati, UCF going to the Big 12. I think the uh, Sunbelt's kind of primed to be that top G5 football league. Mm-hmm. Uh, forever, how long G5's around, I, it's always a goddamn uh, changing landscape uh, with all this realignment stuff happening again. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the Sun Belt now, and it's a fun league and should be entertaining. But uh, all right, dude, that's a, that's an ACC and an SEC, kind of a, a southeastern, southern flair, uh, a, a country-fried edition of the Podcock PCAS College Football Previews here on the program. So we got one conference and one university left, dude. Uh, next week, we're coming back, Big Ten in your face. Um, Notre Dame probably going to be – Maybe a Big Ten member soon, so it just makes sense to just let you run wild. Talking about your Irish when uh, we talk about the uh, Big Ten. Again, we'll effort Bryce uh, to get on the horn. Uh, talk about those those fucking Buckeyes. Uh, anyway, but yeah, we'll do that next week. Uh, three weeks away from the season, uh, week one. Very exciting time. So I'll throw it to you, Mr. Russell, for any famous last words, even though the, the low blow that that hurt but whatever <laughs> any famous last words uh not much just ready to get into our wheelhouse with you know midwest football big 10 football um zero zero half times that's that, that's our bread and butter and that's what we know best so looking forward to that one next week and hoping bryce joins us there yeah also we got one more g5 uh group of sh- group of five shine uh obviously we got to talk you know a little mac at the end of the pod next Ooh. week a uh, little action for us as well. Keeping the best for last is what we do here on the Podcock PCAST. But anyway, rate, review, subscribe, follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Podcock PCAST. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Share it with a friend. Share it with an enemy. Make fun of us. Praise us. I don't care. Just uh, we're trying to build this thing. And uh, yeah, I think the plan is from here on out, uh, at least to the, the end of the football season, uh, you can expect the show 
uh, once a week. So we're, we're going to get back on our grind. Uh, Bobby, take care of yourself, man. And uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, we'll see the listeners next time. Thanks for listening.